With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021, and good morning. I'm Chris Lawrence, ready to get your day started with the information you need. There is a disturbance that's moving into the region this morning, and that's going to bring an inch or two of snow this morning to parts of central West Virginia. The Kanawha Valley, as a matter of fact, under a winter weather advisory until 1 o'clock. We'll have more on that forecast coming up right now. Let's get up to date on what's happening in West Virginia with an update from the Metro News Anchor Desk and Shauna Johnson. Shauna, good morning. Good morning. School buses are starting to run this morning in some mountain state counties. The plans vary locally, but in many cases, today's going to be the first day back in classrooms for students since December. With many on blended learning schedules, splitting time between classrooms and home for instruction each week in the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. In Wood County, at all grade levels, students with last names L through Z are up today. Superintendent Will Hasafluk says he's optimistic about the remaining months of the school year. With the vaccine coming and with kids returning to school, I mean, that's positive. That's a great thing. That's a great thing to be happening. The State Board of Education is requiring at least some in-person instruction. However, school officials in Jefferson County are extending remote learning until March 1st, while school officials in Taylor County say fully remote schedules will continue in Taylor County for at least the next two weeks. 17 counties are read today on the State Department of Health and Human Resources daily county alert system map tracking coronavirus spread. Red is the highest level for what's called substantial transmission, which moves high school instruction remote. When you look just at infection rates, all counties are red again today. There are some school closings and delays today because of weather. All schools in Preston County are closed today. Running on delays, schools in Braxton, Clay, Doddridge, Fayette, Mason, Raleigh, Randolph and Summers counties, those school systems running on delays. You can check the list at WVMetroNews.com. Drivers are dealing with some snow on this Tuesday morning in parts of West Virginia, especially in West and Central West Virginia, where winter weather advisories from the National Weather Service for a couple of inches of snow continue into this afternoon. On Monday morning, a quick snow dump caused all kinds of traffic issues in the Morgantown area. A member of the West Virginia National Guard's 35th Chemical, Biological, Radiological, Nuclear, and High-Yield Explosive Enhanced Response Force Package out of Kanawha County 
It's just one of the 25,000 Guard members in Washington, D.C., ahead of tomorrow's presidential inauguration day. Captain Dwight Zamasco says his unit's usually called in for inaugurations and State of the Union addresses. We provide medical triage and medical treatment, decontamination, specifically mass casualty decontamination and communication services to the U.S. Capitol specifically in the, in the district. This year, he tells Metro News they're working with many more military members and law enforcement officers in the district less than two weeks after the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. A Putnam County woman is one of the latest to be charged with a role in that mob. 23-year-old Grayson Courtright, a Hurricane High graduate who's now a student at the University of Kentucky, stands accused of knowingly entering a restricted building without lawful authority knowingly engaging in disorderly conduct in a restricted building, disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds, and theft of government property valued less than $1,000. Video allegedly shows her carrying a members-only sign from the U.S. Senate while in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. An officer later took it from her. Elsewhere, the state's new treasurer says he has work to do. Find savings, return the, uh, as much money as humanly possible back to the people of the state of West Virginia, which is one of the reasons we ran, try to find cost efficiencies and get those tax dollars back to the people they belong to. Riley Moore, a grandson of former Governor Arch Moore, was officially sworn in during a Monday ceremony at the State Culture Center. He replaces longtime state treasurer John Perdue on the Board of Public Works. Treasurer Moore repeats his oath during a Friday inaugural ceremony at the state capitol with Governor Jim Justice, State Attorney General Patrick Morsey, State Agriculture Commissioner Kent Leonhart, Secretary of State Mac Warner, and State Auditor J.B. McCuskey. All are starting new terms this week. Today, McCuskey is going to be part of a swearing-in ceremony in Harrison County. Because of COVID, seats are limited for the Friday capitol event. This morning, DHHR puts West Virginia's daily virus infection rate above 6%. That's up a bit from this time Monday. Virus hospitalizations statewide continue to decline. West Virginia's RT value, which is the estimated rate of coronavirus spread, is the lowest in the U.S. today. Today's state coronavirus briefing is scheduled to start at 11. Metro News will carry it at WVMetroNews.com. Appointments are going to be needed for a new COVID-19 vaccine site run through WVU Medicine that is set to open Thursday at the Morgantown Mall at what used to be the Sears store. It'll be a free clinic for people over the age of 70 with limited vaccine supplies to start. We're expecting to get more information about that clinic today. West Virginia University and Marshall University are just two of the state's higher education institutions beginning spring semesters today with COVID protocols. Dr. Sarah Armstrong Tucker is the chancellor for the Higher Education Policy Commission. Unlike in the fall semester where we were really learning and trying to anticipate what we would need to do, we know what we need to do now. We know how to keep our campuses safe. 
Students, faculty, and staff were required to get tested for COVID-19 when returning to campuses. Surveillance testing is planned through the rest of the semester. More than 3,000 higher education employees statewide have received initial coronavirus vaccine shots, part of the ongoing vaccination process. And the new head football coach at Marshall University will be formally introduced today in Huntington. Charles Huff arrived at Charleston Jaeger Airport Monday evening. That was hours after members of Marshall's Board of Governors approved his contract with a salary of more than $755,000. Chris, that includes incentives like $1 million for winning a national championship. (laughs) Thank you, Shauna. Kyle Wiggs will have more about the approval of the contract for Charles Huff, and he's due to be introduced formally today in Huntington. We'll hear more from Kyle about that coming up along with all the day's sports. Straight ahead in our Metro News backgrounder, as Shauna mentioned, students back in the classroom today in West Virginia, and state education officials are calming fears about the potential for coronavirus spread within the classroom. We'll talk more about that coming up in our backgrounder. That's all still ahead. Hi, it's Tony Caridi, host of the CityNet Statewide Sports Line, right here on Metro News. Join the Senator Brad Howe, Coach Greg Hunter, and myself as we discuss the day's biggest sports stories, talking with coaches, former players, and sports writers from all over the state and across the nation, bringing you the latest from the high schools, colleges, and the pro game. So don't miss the CityNet Statewide Sports Line, weeknights at 6.06 here on the Metro News Radio Network and streaming live at WVMetroNews.com. Wiggs in a moment on sports. Right now in our backgrounder, thousands of West Virginia students head back to the classroom today for the first time since before Christmas. The return to in-person instruction, part of a mandate approved last week by the State Board of Education. Board member Dr. Daniel Snavely, a medical doctor from Huntington, says medical studies show the rate of coronavirus spread is very low among young children. We get more from Dr. Snavely in our Metro News backgrounder. Weighing the risk versus benefit, we know that the transmission rate within this schools does not equal the community transmission rate. So even though we've sort of been using that as a parameter, several studies now have shown that is not the case. So even though we may be in red in a particular county, the transmission rate in the school between students and students and adults is very low, exceedingly low. So most of the transmission has occurred with adults congregating outside of school. So I think in this particular age group that's been proposed, it I don't want to say it's a no-brainer, but I don't think we can afford to not go back in person. It, I just, I do not think that we can. And that's listening to, to everyone, and I've carefully analyzed this as, as much as I can because I feel that's my contribution as a physician and scientist on this board. The in-person instruction in high schools will depend on a particular county's color on the COVID-19 daily alert map. Now to sports, Kyle Wiggs is in with the update, and Kyle, Marshall's new head football coach, Charles Huff, landed last night and will be introduced today. He was uh, unanimously approved by the Board of Governors at Marshall University. His contract will pay out an average of $755,500. There's incentives that could be earned as well. So Charles Huff uh, coming from Alabama to Marshall as the Thundering Herd's new football coach. Tennessee is fired Football coach Jeremy Pruitt following a weeks-long investigation into potential recruiting violations 
within the program. College basketball Monday night, number two Baylor defeated number nine Kansas, 77 to 69. Baylor is 13 and 0. Thanks, Kyle. Join Dave Weekly to talk sports and more this afternoon from 3 to 6. It's Metro News Hotline, both on the radio and streaming at WBMetroNews.com. Now, time for the day's commentary. Here is the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, Marshall University has hired Charles Huff as the next head football coach, replacing Doc Holliday, who was fired after 11 seasons. Now, some of the news stories about Huff included the fact that he will be the first African-American head coach in the program's history. Others did not reference Huff's race. And thus, another example of the difficulty we have in this country of dealing with race. On a moral level, Huff's race doesn't matter. His hiring should be judged on his qualifications. He's coached 17 years in both the college ranks and the NFL. Most recently, he was running backs coach and associate head coach at Alabama. He has not been a head coach or a coordinator before. However, he has the endorsement of the most successful college football coach in the country. Alabama coach and West Virginia native Nick Saban said of Huff, he's done an excellent job for us and we are pleased to see him get the well-deserved opportunity to run his program. Now, the story could stop there, but it doesn't because of the current state of college football coaching. Just 12 of the 130 Division I college football teams are led by African-American coaches. That's less than 10%, even though about half of the student-athletes at the Division I level are black. The simple math tells you something is amiss. Most programs have black assistants, but only a handful have been able to advance to the highest ranks of coaching. Senior ESPN sports writer Ivan Mazel wrote an in-depth story last month about the dearth of black coaches in college football. He said that while the game itself has changed dramatically over the last three decades, what has not changed significantly are the opportunities for black head coaches. Mazel wrote, nothing is more evergreen than the lack of diversity among college football head coaches. Mazel went on to write, head coaches are hired by mostly white athletic directors who run programs supported by mostly white donors. ADs are hired by mostly white university presidents who report to mostly white boards of trustees. Mazel says if we're waiting for those dynamics to change, we might be here a while. Marshall leaders should be credited with making a bold decision that breaks down a barrier, as long as the choice was not made exclusively for that reason. As Navy offensive coordinator Ivan Jasper told ESPN, I don't want to be hired because I'm black. I just don't want to not be hired because I'm black. Perhaps it is significant that Marshall's board approved Huff's hiring on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Or maybe it's just a coincidence. Either way, the juxtaposition is notable. Dr. King reminded us that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And one of these days, when a black man is hired as the football coach at Marshall or WV or any other college in the country, his race will not be relevant. However, because of the disparity that exists in college football coaching ranks today, Race is still part of the story. Chris. Thanks, Hop. You can read Hoppy's commentary each weekday at WVMetroNews.com, and you can listen to his show, Metro News Talk Line, from 10 to noon each weekday, both at the website or on the Metro News radio stations statewide. Now your West Virginia winter uh, weather forecast for this Tuesday morning. A disturbance is moving into our region uh, early this morning. That's going to bring a couple of inches of snow along the southeastern Ohio border and into uh, central West Virginia and we have a few inches in the forecast for the mountains as well. Travel this morning could be slick on the commute. 
Look for a weak cold front moving through Tuesday. Precipitation will change gradually, increasing from west to east behind that front. Now, snow showers continue to linger along the mountains as the week moves on. Uh, Tuesday night into early Wednesday, then a tranquil weather pattern follows for the end of the weekend right through the weekend. And with that, you're up to date. Have yourself a great day. For Hoppy Kerchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Shauna Johnson, I'm Chris Lawrence on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.